how do you deal with jealous partners? This is Music Spirit and Accountability with Michael Cooper and Jay Hode. All right, Mike. So we've been having uh, some questions coming in from some of the people listening to us, and I'm really feeling to just invite that more. Now this podcast is growing. We're getting people reaching out, asking questions. Please, guys, reach out, ask the questions. The question that we had was, how do you deal with jealous partners? All right. So asking us for some thoughts around that. How do we deal with jealous partners? And I'm a big fan of this question because I've, I've got some um, some some thoughts around this that I've shared before that people have um, resonated with and maybe given them some different approaches on on that. So, Mike, if that's cool with you, I might might, might lean into this first, brother. Yeah, brother. I'd love right, to hear awesome. what you come up with. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, for me, this thing of how do you deal with jealous partners? How do you deal with a partner? who's insecure, who is frequently coming up with uh, questioning you, questioning uh, how faithful you are, questioning who you are as a person. And for me, that's really what I straight up just boil it down to is questioning, you know, who I am as a person. When I say that, there's a lot to that. And obviously we're all many faceted you know, there's many, many facets of who we are in our personality. But for me, really, it kind of comes down to a trust issue. It kind of comes down to an issue of my own self-confidence, my own self-worth and my own trust within myself, because there's part of me that feels if my partner can't feel safe and trustable in my energy in that way, then they're not seeing me for who I really am. They're not seeing the magic of my heart and the magic of my unique um, self, you know. And in saying that, obviously, there may be past woundings, like maybe this person has been cheated on a whole lot of times. You know, I get it. And maybe they've been... um, Whatever the story is, maybe they've got a whole lot of baggage. Maybe their their father cheated on their mother. Maybe their mother cheated on their father. Maybe their brothers do. Maybe they've been had it happen to them five times over. Cool, I get it. So obviously, you know, within reason, there's there can be a lot of space held in these this conversation. There can be a lot of <clears throat> support. But what I've found dealing with this before, um, you know, time and time again, I guess, and also with clients, is that. At some point, there's sort of, you know, I invite a conversation of, look, you know, these patterns have repeated multiple times. Now, this is the same thing that we've had come up around the same identical situation that we've been through and we've held space for and we've worked it out together and we've had the deep chats and we, you know, keep deepening our relationship because of the chats. And I love that. I love that. But, you know, just to check in with you. How many times do you want me, without you know sounding condescending and doing my best not to here, how many times would you like to repeat, or, or I'm, I'm wondering if you're open to having a conversation about how many times we would like to repeat this situation playing out, how you would like me to hold space for you, if there's anything that I can do so we can nip this in the bud before repeating the same situation again and again. Is there anything you think that I could do to be more secure and more safe for you because I would love that. And then the flip side to that also that I'm feeling what, what it kind of boils down to for me is not being trusted. Like it's, it's, 
I feel like I'm showing up to the best of my ability. I want to show up more for you. There's part of me that's starting to feel like, you know, you don't trust me. And to be honest, you know, I love you and I want to work this out. I want to troubleshoot this with you, but I don't feel like I need to prove anything to you. I, I'm not trying to prove to you that I'm trustworthy. I know I'm trustworthy. I know I'm not going to cheat on you. I know I'm not creating things in my field that are going to make you that, that I'm not trying to do anything that's going to intentionally make you jealous. I'm, I'm not feeling I have leaky energy, whatever your story might be. So what can we do to put these things in place? And being that this pattern's now repeated 10 times over in the same situation, we can see there's a pattern developing here. You know, can you see that? Yes, I can. Cool. So can I help you? Can we put things in place to change that around? So there's some thoughts on it for me, brother. And I think for me, it kind of ends up wearing me down a little bit. And again, holding that space of love. But the flip side is, I know I'm trustable and I'm, I've got nothing left to prove. You know, if my partner can't see that, then I'm not trying to argue it or fight it. You know, it's like, how could you do this? How could you do that? Okay, cool. Like, let's have this conversation again. But really, when you take that charge of not having anything left to prove... If you take that charge away, there's nothing to argue for. There's nothing to fight about. There's nothing to <clears throat> try and prove. Okay, I'm not trying to prove anything. So what do you need? And watching that play out, you know, again, the flip side to that is not feeling like my energy is is worthy, is trustable. And my self-worth is, yeah, it is. My self-worth is I am trustable and I am worthy of love and I am worth of a secure relationship and these are things that I require in a beloved relationship. So that's my take on that question. Thank you so much for that question. How do you deal with jealous partners? And I'm happy to elaborate on that more. But Mike, feeling how you resonate with that. And also, how do you deal with jealous partners? Um, thank you, brother. I really love what you shared there. Um, and that's something that's really new for me because in the past, I've Dealt with it terribly, absolutely atrociously. I took it very personally. It brought up a childhood wound for me um, where I was accused of things that I didn't do and would end up getting in trouble for that. Yeah. And I was reliving that trauma. So every time um, I've gone through that same scenario, it would remind me of my growing up with my dad. And the next thing I was expecting to get a hiding for it. And so I dealt with it really terribly. I took it personally. I was deeply offended um, and I would try and justify and prove and I would bend myself into a pretzel trying to become this person that I thought they wanted me to be, which was always a moving goalpost. You can never meet that mark um, because in reality, it's not who you are. And my self-worth, I could watch it just decline and it really hurt. And it was so traumatizing because obviously reliving that trauma from my childhood. So it's only till recently that I've realized that exactly what you said was that I, yeah, um, I'm good in who I am. Like I don't need to prove it anymore. I realize this is your wounding that's now being projected onto me. And so I'm not at the point yet, but the part of me wants to then say, okay, well, if someone's projecting that onto you, where are they that? That's the next step. You know, if they're accusing you of cheating, they're accusing you of leaky energy, if they're accusing you of being untrustworthy, 
really that's a projection and where are they untrustworthy or where are they doing the thing um i'm not at that point yet to have those conversations i'm still at the point of just accepting i'm like hey I, 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 let me hold you let me hold you in that space um i think it's really important that the thing that you brought in was like can we have a conversation around that yeah. that person also needs to be ready to have that conversation they need to be ready to look at that projection and go oh where am i untrustworthy yeah um, is it a projection or is it what is it you know because it does often come from a, a wounded space um and most wounding comes from a space of fear you know the fear their parents are gonna you know whatever their parents did whether it was mum or dad doing the cheating or the untrustworthiness they're fearing that happening again and that's where the projection comes from so yeah i think most relationships it's a big generalization would have a level of that to some degree where someone moves out of their secure attachment and falls into either the anxious attachment style and they get worried that the partner oh maybe i'm not enough and yeah it's it, it really needs to be i think you're at that what you were referring to is the the ideal level where we can have a chat about it and go look this is a bit of a loop you know we've done this 10 times now uh and we haven't managed to really transcend it are you open to growth are you open to having the conversations we need to have to resolve this and that means a level of me meeting you at this level and maybe maybe just holding my ground yeah and you look within and i'm here to help you know i'm here to say what can i do to help that and facilitate that happening um and i think we're both capable of doing that mm -hmm. um but yeah ultimately that conversation around hey this is um, ultimately a loop can we stop looping because that's not growth that will ultimately kill us it will be the demise of us yeah yeah a hundred percent and yeah i think what you just said a couple of things on that you know that thing of i'm not your healer right i'm not here to heal you and not here to, you said counselor you know i'm not i'm not your counselor counselor i think obviously you know there's space holding and i think having that conversation many times over and holding as holding space and whether it is counseling or healing sessions whatever you can do and a lot of the time that's really beautiful with your beloved too like i've had amazing healing sessions with my beloved where i've either been the healer and they've been the you know receiver or vice versa where they've been the healer and i've been the receiver and that's been very potent but i feel at some point there's got to be that drawing the line of hey this is literally the exact same pattern you know i'd like to say ideally between three and five times but let's say 10 times just to be safe just to be sure you've covered all the bases and done all the things right so it's that's probably a really good time to have that conversation and i love the way you just set that up too with that invitation just also want to say what you said about it's often the reflection of those people who have those accusations with the jealousy and the leaky energy that are actually m more likely to be the perpetrator than um, than not. And I just want to say on that, that that is so often true that that I would say maybe 80 or 90 percent of the time, even let's I don't know, I don't want to talk percentages. I don't know what the truth is, but a lot of the time with that, there is some shadow or leaky energy coming from the person that's throwing those jealousy accusations at you that is actually doing that in the background and let's say that's i would say more likely than not like more than 50 percent of the time that is the case 
And then there's also the other case where it's legit. And I feel that too. And I've been so blessed to have partners that have come from both realms. And I feel like at the end of the day, you can feel it. There's a feeling. There's a feeling when you can look beneath the smoke and shadows and the magic show. There's a feeling underneath. Um, again, this isn't necessarily right or wrong, black and white. But I think of it like that comment like, oh, yeah, we, we have amazing sex and you know, they, they really make me laugh, but we fight all the time. But I think it's going to be okay, you know? They're really aggressive. But man, when we make love, it's insane. And he makes me laugh. He's the funniest guy in the world. And you know what? You know what's really in, important to me is a guy that makes me laugh. I've always said I always just wanted a guy that made me laugh. And I've got that. So I feel really grateful. But he just, we fight all the time and he can be quite aggressive. But when he's not like that, everything's amazing. And again, our lovemaking is amazing. I call bullshit, 100%. I call bullshit on that. And I call your truth in your core is that you want to feel at beyond all the amazing lovemaking, beyond all the making me laugh, what you're what your deepest desire is to feel safe in your, your relationship to feel like you're in a trusty trusting safe and held relationship that's at the core of everyone i've ever met you know beyond the stories so i feel like you know getting past the smoke and mirrors a little bit with if you know you're feeling that 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 thing is is your partner is, is giving you these jealous accusations often maybe just look a little deeper into that to feel into your heart. I don't think you need to go and go and look at their phone behind their back. I think you can feel it in the in your heart whether that stuff's going on or not. And um, sometimes you just really need to take a step back on that. Yeah, something that came up as you were talking then is um, our subconscious or our unconscious mind is always going to pull us back to what is common and familiar. And so, if you where you were saying we have great sex and he makes me laugh, but we argue a lot. Where does that argument come from? Because sometimes the argument is born from your unconscious creating that because the lovemaking's there and the fun is there and that feels really amazing to the logical mind. But to the subconscious mind, it goes, I don't trust that. So I need to create drama and chaos because that is common and familiar to me because I grew up in a chaotic environment where my dad was abusive. Let me create that so I can feel safe. Yeah. That's the real fucking problem. Yeah. That's where the crux of it is, but no one's willing to look, look at that. No one's really willing to look at what was my childhood like so that I can see what are the patterns that I'm creating in my current environment right now. Because what happened to me between 0 and 10 and 10 and 21 will actually dictate my current set of circumstances until I resolve that and heal that and integrate that part of me. And there's a part of you, as sick as this sounds and as twisted as the logical brain would think this is, that loves the chaos, that loves the fight, that loves the yeah. drama that's where it feels damn safe yep 100% brother 100% yeah we have to do that inner work to sit with ourselves long enough to know that yeah I grew up in a really chaotic environment and when it gets too loving and it gets too amazing and the sex gets too good I need to go and sabotage that because I don't trust that no one taught me how to love my parents didn't show me a loving healthy environment they didn't communicate well they did fight really well well, guess what I'm going to create in my adult life? Yeah. An environment that produces that. And if it's not showing up, people will say, it doesn't feel natural. But mm. when we fight, that's how I derive love because that's what my parents showed me what love was. Yeah. It's it's so sad when you witness this happening. If all they could actually do was pull apart their childhood and go, holy shit, I'm recreating my parents' life even though I said it's the one thing I don't want. Yeah. 
because their unconscious mind has a patterning in which you created in their formative years and that created a strategy around that which means they're going to replicate it out time and time and time again until they look at it and heal it yeah brother a hundred percent and in my story i've been really blessed to come up in quite a loving well very very loving um supported childhood um in my story you know my biological father wasn't present in my life from maybe one mm. one and a half years old or so to I think we reconnected when I was like 36 or something but the the man who stepped in to raise me and is that father figure was just exceptional um and my mother was just exceptional so I, I grew up with a lot of love and just with what you're just saying then I feel like that's part of my story is those requirements of that scenario in my relationship you know sure there's ups and downs and all the things but that's kind of what I'm used to and I look at you know my relationships and where I resonate with most in my most authentic place it's definitely in that karma loving space and yeah I like that a lot and then there's also finding that um, fire within that too of you know that dark masculine energy as well um, whether it's in the man or the woman or call it dark masculine dark feminine whatever you want but um, finding that edge and that um, that darkness that is so sexy and so mm. yummy in that polarity as well so it's an interesting blend but yeah really cool that you said that too man yeah and, and that's your model of the world your model of the world which is your subconscious patterning grew up in an environment where it was loving and healthy and calm and you spoke about things at a rational level and there wasn't this angst and fight and chaos. So that's what you will gravitate towards. You will attract in people that provide that kind of environment. And those that attract in, well, sorry, if you came across someone that was sort of chaos and drama and fight, you'd be like, oh, that doesn't feel quite right. And you'll withdraw from it because it's like that, my nervous system says that's not good for me. Yeah. And so you gently work your way out and attract in those that, you know, are aligned with that. And this is really beautiful about the way that you were brought up. There was, there was something that you shared with me on, a, on one of our personal chats, just sort of gravitating back to that. How do we deal with those partners that are maybe jealous or projecting or whatever that may be? You shared a beautiful strategy with me, which is, you know, um, it was just around boundary setting. And in that environment, you said, hey, We've got this thing. We seem to be looping on this behavior, this pattern, this is thing that's going on. Really here to work with you on that. I'm really here to, to hold that space for you. However, I can only do that for a period of time. And beyond that, you're choosing to run that strategy or that pattern or the, continue with this behavior. Um, and I might give you three months. There's a little bit of leeway that, oh, okay, we slipped up and we fell back into that old pattern or we fell back into that jealous way or that jealous comment or whatever it was. And I'm willing to hold that space for you for three months. But after that point, I really have to review that you're consciously choosing to do this thing. And in that point, I need to question, is this the right relationship for me? Because that will start to question, I will start to question my self-worth, my values, who I am, how am I showing up? And I need to prioritize that yeah. as well. That's a healthy boundary. And so here's the boundary. I've got three months for you, but the consequences of that, if it continues on beyond that point, I can no longer to continue to enable you in that way. Yeah, that's re really well said there, brother. I just 
uh, interject that I think there's that fine line. I love the way you just said that I won't continue to enable. I'm going to choose not to continue to enable you. But also around that time, like, I feel like I definitely wouldn't be orientated to say, like, I'm going to give it three months. And you might have just been saying that for an example. But it's, with that energy, it feels like you're speaking to a naughty child a little bit too. Like, three months on this day, the 31st of March, 2024, I'm out, right? Like, it's kind of not like that. It's like that gentleness of like, so what are you comfortable with? Let's Could, could we have a chat about... How long do you think we should do this? Should it be like a three month period or should it be like 10 more times? Do you want to play this out? Like, do you want to play this out like three and a half more times? What are we, what's the, what are we going to call it? And it's that, that laughter and play around it. Like literally it's that easy. Like, do you want to call it and say like, you know, like it's that textbook. We're just going to keep repeating these patterns that I can guarantee you. I can time it. We can call it the, you know, halfway through the, the, the fourth time you do it. Well, that's it. So we're literally, and you can have a joke around it. It's like, wow, it's that, it's that obvious. Like it's going to play out just like this, that many times over. It's like, well, yeah, it's done it 10 times already, you know? And um, so just a little softness around that. And again, bringing union for that conversation to be had of like, let's decide this together. I think if we come in with like, yep, it's going to be three months and this is my decision. I'm putting my line in the sand. Like it's one thing to say, this is crossing my boundaries and in my truth, my honoring of myself, this is not the kind of relationship that I would choose to, you know, this is not the kind of situations I would, got to word that carefully, this is not the kind of situations that I would really want in my relationships, in the kind of relationship that in my ideal relationship, but I love you and I want to work this out with you. So can we troubleshoot this together? How many times can, do you want to repeat this? Because again, I'm not your healer. You know, there's other things too. Can we look at counseling? Can we look at other things to, to help you get what you need to do the healing you need? Because I'm not your healer. And on a side note on that too, brother, you said about, um, you know, those people coming into your life with that energy. It's funny, you know, I never feel worn down by people coming into my space which and anyone that knows me, including any listener listening right now, any you know they, they can reach out as an open invite into my space, and I will do my best to the best of my ability, doing my best not to cross any boundaries of myself and my time with my family and my friends and you, brother, and everyone else that I love so much, to to get back to you, you know, to get back to to everyone. But what I've found is I don't get frustrated by people repeating let's say repeat offenders like jay the things happen again this is crap what should i do what should i do because you know what happens is they get worn out of me and they stop being in touch with me like you said they're like magnetized into my field or they're magnetized out of my field and when i'm not giving them the responses that they're used to and it becomes man thanks so much for sharing what else have you what else is there you know Mm. and there's that as opposed to yeah i get that and you know once this happened to me and you know that's really shit and you're so right you know i'm not validating i'm like yeah cool thanks for sharing like what else and at first that's like oh well actually blah 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 i'm like cool what else is there blah 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 and then after enough times and maybe i'll share something be like yeah that was really great or i'll never hear from again or whatever it is but eventually they they the energy disappears they disappear out of my field and it's always been that way. And so I, I don't ever get worn down by it. I, I actually really love it. And um, they generally filter themselves out rather than me having to cut the cord or get uh, upset or frustrated by it. So it's interesting. So I'll, I'll double down on that. So that's my lesson as well. When we first came into this, I said I was quite 
in the past quite inept at this, where I would take it personally. And when I was taking it personally, I would get worn down by it because I was taking it personally, where I just witness it now, a little bit like you were saying then, you just witness them and it's like, okay, cool. Yep, that's all yours, you can carry that back. Um, I've learned that my resilience and my ability to tolerance is far greater because yeah. I'm not carrying the load for them, I'm not carrying their emotions for them. I'm, I'm not onboarding it as mine. I'm like, okay, that's that's yours and that's that's okay. You know, I'm happy to hold that space for you. I'm just gonna hold my ground here. I'm a sovereign being and I do have a boundary about what I'm gonna onboard now for you. Um, and so I find that's also helped me as well where, you know, I don't carry the baggage anymore. Mm. That's really refreshing. Yeah. Really refreshing. Uh, whereas before I would carry the bags for the ancestors, the, the, the mums and the dads and them and, you know, all the people. And it got really heavy. Yeah, I took it really personally. Man, I love that. I don't have to carry the baggage. So just, I think to summarize that too, again, the question asked was, how do you deal with jealous partners? Mm. Yeah, just remember, you don't, you don't have to, number one. <laughs> You don't have to. Okay. So let's rephrase that question. How, so yeah, how do you choose to, why do you, well, yeah, even why are you choosing to be with jealous partners? Um, so yeah, why are you choosing to stay with jealous partners? But how do you deal with them is kind of, you know, the, the next decision. Well, that's a great question. What you just asked is why you choose, what I think it was why, why, why are you attracting jealous partners, yeah. which is a better question because that's really, it's it's on you. You know, yeah. at that point, I'm like, okay, what in me needs to be resolved to stop attracting jealous partners? What am I attracting from my childhood to yeah. show me something that hasn't been healed inside myself? Do I need to prove to myself and prove and validate to people? So is there a people-pleasing aspect to me? Is there something in me that needs to be healed? Because that's this person is a beautiful reflection or a beautiful mirror of what needs to be healed with inside myself that I'm not willing to look at. So if I'm seeing someone that's saying, oh, you're jealous, they're jealous, or I'm doing these things or a projection, clearly I'm needing to prove to myself, prove myself to them. Yeah. And when can I stop doing that and let yeah. that go? Those yeah. people will either one of two things, they will stop being jealous yeah. or they will gravitate out of my space because it's no, it's no longer a thing for me. They're not getting the reaction that they need to fill their void. So they're either going to move on or it will resolve itself. And like the universal law of balance, when I resolve it in myself, that paradox will have been resolved. So it will no longer present. Yeah. Yeah. So true, brother. Mm -hmm. And that's that thing, you know, and that can be received, you know, someone that hasn't dealt with that energy before when it's kind of like when they come up with you, come at you with you're a cheater, you're a bad person I can tell that you're doing this and it's like okay let's have this conversation and then throughout that conversation after you shared all you can and there's still coming maybe at you with that it's like look honestly I've got nothing to prove I don't feel like I have to prove myself to you is there anything that I can do to make you feel like I've proved myself to you for you kind of thing that's kind of without trying to again sound it's always a fine line between sounding condescending mm -hmm. but you get that you get that sort of idea and then that can be combated with, well you're just an asshole like you just the, the, you've just proved it you just proved it by saying that like you don't care i was like okay cool so i 
I, I feel like I do care. Um, that's my truth. If you don't believe that I do, that's okay. You're allowed to believe whatever you want. If you want to have this conversation and go deeper on this and maybe, you know, see why there's a miscommunication that, that I'm feeling like I am telling the truth, that I'm feeling like I do care and that I feel like I'd actually like to come to a resolution to this, I'm here for you. And mm. if not, I can only argue my truth and, you know, my flag in the ground like i've i don't i don't have anything to prove i don't have a flag to put in the ground like okay you win there you go you win um so what's next should we not continue to be in a relationship anymore i'd really not prefer that because i really love you and i i'd like to or, or i really like you and i'm really loving getting to know you and enjoying my time but um again i've got nothing to prove to you so mm. is it possible that we can go about this in another way or there's anything that I can do to you to, for, for you or to you to make you feel more supported um yeah uh yeah it's like the analogy of tug of war um if we could you know if we could reach out and grab each other's hand right now if I have my perspective and we've locked arms and you've got your perspective and they're polarized so we're doing this we're pulling yeah. apart from left hand to right hand well, we're in uh, we're in tension. You know, there's a there's a paradox that needs to be resolved. But if I let go of my perspective and go, hey, there there's no pull anymore. So they can pull as much as they want, and my arms just going to gently go with them. There's no tension anymore. Yeah. And all tension is looking to do is to be resolved. There's a conflict in the perspectives. If I let go of my perspective, there's no tension. Yeah. So at that point, I have resolved the the paradox. I yeah. resolve I'm like, hey, I, I don't have a, I don't have to put my flag in the ground. I don't have to own my perspective so dearly. It's like yours is is yours, and you're fully entitled to it. I'm just not going to hold that for you, and let it go. Yeah, brother. And I think having the conversations around what your you know conditions and requirements are of your ideal beloved situation, as far as you know. I invite my partner if they see a sexy man walk by if they see you know a guy that's attracted to him like that's cool like you can look at him if you want like you know it's it's you know if and it doesn't have to be like you know it can be i guess so i'd probably have a problem if they were like gawking like you know right in my face like check out how sexy that guy is why aren't you more like that that would probably be a trigger i'd say that definitely would for me but as far as like you know a double take on a beautiful man walking by or something like they're only human like that i'm not going to be triggered by that i want to support that and also admire the beauty of that man myself you know and be I like do. wow that's a you know I something really to do. aspire to right there like he, he's you know really fit and really you know handsome or really well groomed whatever it might be that's a beautiful conversation to have um whereas you know if you're out to dinner and a, a beautiful girl walks by in an incredible dress and is really attractive in your perception of what attractive w- 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 an attractive woman is and you glimpse at her like for some people that can be a deal breaker at a date that can end the whole mm. night especially if there's been jealousy issues or maybe social media you see someone on social media and you like their post or whatever so maybe getting clear and having those conversations with your partner about you know what's okay and what's not okay and and coming to a ideally a, a happy medium on that because you might have really contrasting views on, on on that i know you know what i just said about admiring a, a beautiful man or a beautiful woman for some people is a real trigger i'd say probably for more than 50 percent of people it's it's probably a real trigger um yeah. or a trigger of some sort at times and um yeah anyway so 
we can say it about a painting or we can say it about a mountain, but all of a sudden we've put a label of that's an attractive man or woman and that has a connotation to it. So nothing has meaning other than the meaning you give it. Yeah. It... But when we, we, we label something other than a human being, we can say, yeah, wow, that's beautiful and not mean anything. However, when we feel there's competition yeah. with that woman, now you're comparing yourself against that woman and you feel insecure about that. That's the underlying issue. Yeah. It's, it's just that we have a different meaning to that. I can look at a guy and go, damn, that's what, like, he's a really good looking guy. Yeah. And I refrain from doing that to women because I know that other women get insecure about that. Yeah. So I'm suppressing one side of myself. It's totally fine for me to do it with guys. And I, I have no problem with it. But with women, I've learned over the years that I need to suppress that somewhat because most women take offense to it. Yeah. So I feel like we're going into another podcast here. Yeah, um, we'll have to probably. wrap it up shortly. But um, I think that, yeah, you know, I definitely feel what you're saying about the words, but it's also something beneath the words. And there doesn't necessarily need to be need to be words spoken to be interpreted or misinterpreted by another being. It can be a, a glance or it could be looking away without even looking at the thing that was the trigger. And that could be an issue, too. But again, I feel like there's you know, there's, there's work to be done here and it's all part of the journey for me, you know, when I was so blessed to be studying Tantra and energetics, just seeing, learning to see the beauty in all things and the purity all in all things all of, things. from, you know, the wind blowing on this blade of grass over here to, um, you know, to, to a cloud, to a, a ripple in water or to a brick or to a piece of carpet or to a beautiful woman or a, a beautiful heart like again you know we've had this conversation before that um often you know at the at the supermarket or somewhere we'll go out of our way to give the the lady at the checkout a beautiful compliment and say some things that we really appreciate about her smile or her the way she just packed that bag so elegantly or you know maybe a a, a lady or a man who um appears to be i don't know not the textbook version of what a good looking human fits into that category maybe in let's say some sort of an extreme way i'll often go up to people like that and and just give some gratitude and love like for me you know i had an, an injury on my face like 10 years ago and lost the use of one side of my face for like three years and it could a whole different spin on people with messed up faces that you know you can't you can't it's like it's being in this thing it's like it's not it's not you it is you and you see people looking at you funny and you hear kids saying like oh what's with that guy in his face and stuff right in front of you you know it's just just is what it is but there's also a beauty and a peace that comes with that mostly when you look at yourself like the reflection on that yes. when to still see the beauty in yourself when those things are happening and, and being at peace and you know the show must go on i feel like all those parts make up part of that underlying energy beneath the words and if people can't feel that in you if they, people can't feel your authenticness of who you are and that there's nothing to fear that there's nothing that's going to prevent them from doing the best they can to love you then you're barking you're trying to climb a tree that you can't climb like just don't just just don't be with them anymore yeah. or do what you need to do to do the work to get on your journey just get your shit together that's my advice i've been listening to gary v today so i'm more like yes. just get your shit together deal with it get out of my face so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love that man that's that what was coming through for me as you were speaking was there's a level of hierarchy competition 
and separation. And when we can see the lady at the checkout is just a beautiful being who's being of loving service, and we can see the guy that's walking along the beach with no shirt on is just another version of myself. Or if I could see you, my dear brother, Jay, and not separate myself from you and just realize we're all one. Then all of a sudden there is no jealousy. There's no jealousy because we're the same thing. We're the same being. It's an appreciation of life. It's an appreciation of oneness, unity, union, singularity. And I feel instantly better just talking about that. This whole conversation has been about separation of like right and wrong, good and bad. You're this, you're that, which is jealousy. And it's like, fuck, we can just come back to this place of singularity and love, which is all there really is. I feel instantly better just by speaking into that. And that whole jealousy thing is really just diving deep into the depths of separation, fear, and not enough. Mm. And can we just take a breath and come back to this space of, I love you. Like, fuck, I love you as a man, as a human. I don't even see a man. I do not see a man when I speak to you. I see a being, I see love, I just see wholeness. And can we see the whole world that way? Can we see every other individual that way? And all of a sudden we collapse this separation and everyone is beautiful, everyone, regardless of their disfigures, disabled, disabilities, disfigurements or insecurities even. Yeah. Everyone's just doing the best right where they are right now. And can we love them for how they show up? Can we love them right where they are? Can we love them right where they stand in their mess? in their dysfunction, in their dis-ease. And all of a sudden, there's no jealousy. Hmm. None. I don't see it that way. I just see everyone as a being that needs my love and is ready for it and deserves my love. And I don't mean love as in romantic love. I mean the energy and the frequency of love. And that's where this jealousy comes through is we don't feel that we're worthy, we're enough, we're not whole and we're not complete. And I need you to complete me. When in reality, you don't, you're already whole, you're already enough. And we can love everyone and everything equally because that's our birthright. And let's collapse that separation. And let's collapse this hierarchy of better than, they're better than you, better than me. No, they're not. They're perfect right where they are, as are you. And every one of our listeners is perfect right where they are. And you know what? I love you right where you are. Mm. I love you with all of your things. I don't judge you. And judging is jealousy. Judging is like, I'm fearing that because I don't know it. And that's where fear comes from. That's where judgment comes from. Judgment comes from my fear of the unknown. But what if I just knew that you're amazing and you're beautiful? Yeah. And we are, you are me, I am you. We are the same thing, just in a different skin suit. And we're of the same original thinking substance, which is love. And let's collapse that and come back to love, oneness. And all of a sudden, all of that, anything else outside that is a delineation of love. It's a separation of love. It's a moving away from love. Yeah. And jealousy is, is the, the lowest right down there because it carries guilt and shame. So that means it's the lowest vibrational frequency in us. Can we transcend up a little higher? Can we take a deeper breath? And can we come back to that space of love and you know, you know what, I'm enough and so are you. Mm. 
feels so beautiful to hear you speak like that, brother. And it feels really safe and trustable and yummy. And there's an authenticity in your voice now that is, you know, it's a that shift. And it's, you know, along this journey of this conversation over the last 40 minutes or so, there's a beautiful shift that's just taken place with that energy in our conversation. Um, sort of came in pretty charged and now feeling like all loved up, you know, so um, is the charge of jealousy, even just speaking on the topic. Yeah, the charge within us because we have to feel like we all possess jealousy and to yeah. speak on the topic, we have to dive into that charge <sighs> to bring it back to that space of oneness and connectedness and love and it brings that resonance that we operate at. Yeah. Um, that is us like really that that is us at the core and that's really everyone at the core but we get caught up in that so yeah yeah 100 percent, man 100 mm. percent. wow Bring, bringing it back to that oneness and and that's that union that inner union like let's talk about that there's an inner union here of a masculine and feminine energy that is dysregulated if we're feeling jealousy mm. and let's look at that inner union first because if I'm feeling jealousy in my romantic relationship in the outside world, that means there's a level of dysregulation in my own inner union. And if 100%. I can solve that, guess what gets automatically fixed? My outer union. But that means me bringing those energies back to oneness and union and togetherness. Yeah. And you know what? I'm already good. I'm already whole. I'm already complete. Yep. And awareness, like how many times am I comparing myself to others on social media every day? Because if that's happening, there's probably jealousy playing out in your relationship as well. Um, yeah. And it's just the mirror that you need to see it in. That's just the vehicle that's presented to you to look within. Hmm. There's nothing in this whole human experience that exists outside of us. Everything is inward. Hmm. We just the outside world as the representation to show us the mirror that we need to look back in and go, oh, that's a paradox that needs to be resolved. That's a conflict. There's tension that needs to be resolved. It just happens that the outside world shows us that. Brother, thank you so much for your time today, man. I love you so much. And just so, uh, again, inspired. And the whole reason we created this podcast in the beginning, if there's any listeners out there that have some questions, please keep them coming through. We're going to do our best to get through everything as we go. And um, yeah, thank you so much, bro. Thank you, brother. Love you, mate. See you next week. You will.